Welcome to The Finer Things. I'm Lisa and this is Wes and we are podcasting from the members only lounge at the Scar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. And today's topic is... Hey everybody. Bespoke items. Bespoke items. As I finish lighting a... What I think is a bespoke item... Kind of, sort of. We're going to debate this a little, I yes, think. Yes, we've, we've got some uh, vigorous debate coming to us here. Woohoo! Uh, Lisa has been kind enough to provide two cigars, and I'll let her tell everybody how she got them and whatnot. So, when I was in Florida for a vacation, I went to Ybor City, which is close to Tampa, or maybe in Tampa? I'm not sure. And... Um, there was a cigar store there, Long Ash Cigars, and they hand-roll them, sit and enjoy a cigar while they were rolling some right next to me. I mean, it's really cool. So these are... Hand-rolled premium blend. Mild barbershops. They're the Moreva Two Colors. They're supposed to be sweet tip. So let me ask you, Wes, does this taste mild or sweet tip to you? If I just take a drag there. Sweet tip I get, yes. I don't really. Sweet tip I get. Um, the mild for sure. Absolutely mild for See, sure. I Very don't smooth. On either. I got, I, you might not have, I, got, I must have gotten the barbershop. You might have gotten the barbershop especial, whatever they want to call it. But uh, yeah, it's got a very, it's very smooth. I would liken this to. Um, some of the Drew Estates or the Java. Very much so. Very, very close to that uh, brand of cigar. But I think it's a lot, for me, it's a lot heavier nicotine content. It just, it's mild, but it's got some kick behind it. I I'm guess. not, I don't get the kick. Okay, I I've, do. I've combined it with a Spayburn. That's what I'm having, a glass okay. of it. And the Spayburn seems to be very smooth and very, uh, just a little taut or tart, I should say. And I've got the Balvini Caribbean cask. Caribbean! I thought, okay, it's going to be kind of rumish. Smells delicious. It smells really good. The taste, not a fan. It's, I <laughs> took a sip and I described it to Wes as pineapple perfume. It, pineapple perfume. That's not exactly that's, where you want to go. That, that's a professional all, opinion right there. Of all the bespoke things in the world, we probably don't want to go for pineapple perfume, guys. Yeah, absolutely not. Pineapple <laughs> perfume is not the way that we're going, that's for sure. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about bespoke items. Now, again, based upon everybody, as we talk about here on the Fire Things, everybody is a product of their experiences sure. and, you know, their education, their upbringing and everything else like that. So when, I, when Lisa and I were producing today's show, it... When she said bespoke, a certain <laughs> set of things came to mind. Absolutely. And when she had something in mind, I think these were two different things. Yeah. So let's start with what do you think? And that's think, okay. And that's great because that's the whole idea. Well, no, I think you should start with your explanation of what a bespoke is, and I'll say how I How descend. she disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, again, we'll, uh, I'll write the presiding opinion, as they call it. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, um, so bespoke, the first thing that comes to my mind for bespoke is suits. Is, sure. It's tailored clothes just for you. I agree. Just, it, these items are just for you, and you have the ability to create them. And so, to me, when we define bespoke, that's what it thinks, thinks of me. That's what I think of, where you are taking an item where you are customizing it to you individually. Because there are like generic custom things that you can do. But right. This is like, I would think, 
of as far as bespoke is concerned as individual to me. So, cuff, certainly. So, so to, for an example, cufflinks, Lisa would have two different letters than I would for cufflinks. Right. And those would be bespoke to me because they would be representative of me. And that's where I, sure. in my mind, was going. Sure. And where did you go? For me, just having different letters on cufflinks is not bespoke. That's just customization. Bespoke doesn't even necessarily mean one of a kind. It means this is your entire artistic vision, but you've got somebody else that is bringing about that vision. So, for example, I got my sister a bracelet. This bracelet... Solid gift. Yeah. This particular bracelet is... um, You can have it in anybody's handwriting, say any phrase. And I chose... Our mom is deceased. And I picked one that says, Be Truly Happy, from something that my mom had scribbled down on a piece of paper. Something that meant something to you and her. Yes. And it was sentimental. And so I gave it to her for her birthday. And when I gave it to her, I said, you know, you need to tell me when this gets here so I can tell you the significance of it. When I said, this is mom's handwriting, she was like, oh, my God. And actually, her language was a lot stronger than that. Sure. We can't put the explicit tag yet. (laughs) She F-bombed me. But it was that, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever received. Thank you so much kind of F-bomb. And even for me, that is not bespoke. They were offering signature bracelets to anybody who had the money to do it. Now, sure, the signature is going to vary. The phrase is going to vary. But that's just customization. So what separates unique, or maybe it doesn't, but what makes something bespoke in your mind versus custom? Because you have a custom car. You no, should, but should, I wish I did. You chose that. Well, yeah, but you chose certain options on your car. Like a men, there's a menu of options. Quite so. So, uh, using the car analogy, there's always menu options. Quite in the car. so. You wanted air conditioning. You got, you know what I mean. You got air conditioning. You wanted tires that ran. You got tires that ran. You yeah. Know? Pay extra for that. Um, but would you go so far as to call that a bespoke car? No, I wouldn't call it a bespoke car unless it was uh, a. It, to me, a bespoke car would be like a. Um, one of the football players up here in Cleveland got a uh, Bentley in the Browns uh, yeah. colors and has the Browns logo instead of the Bentley logo as a hood ornament. I would that, call, yeah, that's I would call veering that, towards bespoke. I would call that bespoke. I would say maybe something like a kit car that you build this yourself is, or that you have someone build is more bespoke because it's, it's so one-off that is made for you. Truly. It's not for anybody else. I mean, that's all your artistic view going into it. So truly, you think of bespoke as one of a kind. Yeah, but I think it even goes further than one of a kind. In what aspect? That is a lot harder to put my finger on. Are you you Because you espoused earlier artistic. Right. Let me give you an example. Yeah. So because it, it what and again this is something the finer things to each individual is sure. very it, it be what Lisa considers finer things or what I consider finer things are different and that's one of the things that we right. have you happily have you guys along on here on the podcast. Right. So to let Lisa think about this and buy her a little bit of time here, yeah, you know, please. because 
some of this stuff is definitely hard to put into words. I mean, because that's it goes to what you are individually thinking of. Because it, I, you know, I think it's coming along of like when you when two different people look at a painting, they can sure. see two different things. They, but it's it's a, they can agree that it's a very intricate and a very nice piece of art. Right. But they might get they might generate two different meanings, like the cigars that we're having. I'm enjoying the cigar. And it's I, exactly the same cigar. I'm enjoying it, but I'm getting totally different tastes. I would buy a box of these in a heartbeat because right. I, I like I like Java's by Drew Estate. Mm-hmm. I like Drew Estate what they and, and Jubak and everything else like that. And this reminds me of that very closely. So yeah, I would I would buy a box of these. So you may not do so, but Right. Anyway. So to give an example of the difference between just one of a kind and truly bespoke, um, recently I made wine with my guy, and we designed the label and everything you, for it. You want to give a plug to what kind of wine that is? It's a Diablo Rojo. We named it L2 because both our names start with L. Um, L. L squared. L squared. So L2. L to the two, hell yeah. And we just put, because it's a Diablo Rojo, that means red devil, so we took like 15 or 16 languages and translated the words Red Devil into all those different languages and just put it all over the label and it's really kind of cool. Lisa is a vintner and has her own label for wine. I would consider that pretty bespoke. And I would say it's not because the wine came from a kit. Anybody that walks into that location can also make a Diablo Rojo and it's going to taste exactly the same. Maybe. Yeah. They'll have a different label on it. But is the label what makes it bespoke? No. Well... There's not any customization in that wine. It's the concept behind it. It's, so we are talking... This is what I think we are... We are nipping at the same... Uh, it's so close. I think, we, I think we're nipping at the... What it, what it is, I think, is that intangible. Because we, I agree. We are, we are describing things that are intangible. Because and, sure. a bespoke suit for me... When I step, when I get a nice tailored suit and I put that tailored suit on and it hits, it fits me exactly the way it's supposed to fit me, there's a degree and a level of confidence that I get from that suit right? Then I that I don't get from the off-the-rack stuff. Sure. So it's an intangible feeling. And I'm arguing that bespoke, true bespoke, is one step higher and it's maybe, to me, the finest thing in life. You... Nobody else has that because it's children. your pure artistic vision. It's children, you're describing children. I really am. That they're pure, they're artistic, and they're yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It and it intang- is your child, and they're intangible. I mean, they yes. have intangible qualities because you have you have no idea, you have no control over them. That's for sure. Yeah, that's funny. That is super funny. Yeah, the um. So at least going along the lines of other bespoke items, I uh, did. A, little, a couple of bits of research because Lisa mm-hmm. had told me that she was going to bring in these cigars, and so I was like, "Well, you got to be able to put your own label on a cigar." I mean, this is sure. this is 2019. Come on, I have my second wedding. I had bespoke cigars, and to me, this concept shockingly had not occurred <laughs> to me. It had this occurred to in my life probably two years ago. I would have my own. I mean, I would be handing box of these things out, and I'm right. I'm still going to send boxes out. So. Now that I know that they exist, right? That because I mean, again, part of the finer things is you want to be exposed to different things. And sure. Part of the other thing is that you can still enjoy smoking cigars, like I do, 
and then discover something new about it. Now, yeah. is there any reason I should know that they're private label cigars? A- absolutely not, because I've never had one, right. to my knowledge. And two, I've never sought it out. So it's like one of those things where you're, you walk by the same post office a hundred times sure. and then you notice the painting in the front. Um, but they they got a couple of great products. So who is it? You haven't plugged them yet. Let's oh, give them we'll a give them. Out. Yeah, we'll plug them. It's the Fletcher uh, Cigar Company. There, I mean, there's a ton of them out there, but they they seem to have very reasonably priced uh, cigars for right around a hundred dollars a box. And now that's, that's not obscene for twenty for twenty cigars, and they're advertising that online. Now I'm sure they're going to charge you a fee for shipping. Sure. I'm sure they're going to charge you a fee for the label. Of right? course. So even even if you add fifty bucks to that. 150 bucks for a box of 20. That's not unreasonable. Ship to your house or office, or I'm going to ship it to people I know with my name on it. <laughs> I, I want in that line right. on that Every, list. <laughs> everybody wants in that list. So I mean, I've just figured out my Christmas gifts for yep. everybody I know. Uh, that to me is bespoke because it, in one of the you know the intangible concepts of concepts of being bespoke is that it's a celebratory thing. Sure. And so what, What like you said, for your wedding, you were celebrating. Right. It was a joyous occasion. You right. You were doing this, you're customizing this to a level to remember something. Right. And we knew a guy that made his own cigars. He has a somewhat local label. It's local to Ohio. And um, makes his own cigars. Has plenty of them out there. Real nice guy. And they're great smokes. And so we designed the label we said, you know, we want sugar-tipped. There's going to be people that, yeah, I'll smoke a cigar with you, but I don't regularly smoke cigars. Then we kind of walked into it, give them that sugar tip. Looking for the crowd-pleasing aspect. Yeah. And, you know, we want this size. We want a barber pole because they're very visually striking. You know, all the different aspects of it. And it was, we want this, 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 and this. And he came up with something, and it was just perfect. And how was it received by the people you gave it to? Well received by the people who actually smoked one. A lot of people didn't. They just aren't cigar smokers. Bad form. Bad form. If you get a cigar and you don't smoke it, just say you smoked it and it was delicious. Okay, pro tip. If you are pro tip here, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you smoke cigars. But you may have a friend or two that does not, and that's okay. It's certainly normal. Uh, what, what I would suggest is, oh, go ahead and lie here. This is like telling the children that uh, Santa Claus is real. It's a white lie. It's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and say, cigar was wonderful. Thanks for thinking of me. And then just give it to somebody you know that likes cigars. Preferably, not the person that gave you the cigar. Yeah. Because that is kind of giving it away. We kind of planned ahead. We sort of knew this was going to happen. So it wasn't like a wedding favor or anything. It was just... Yeah, we're enjoying a cigar because that's what we do. If you want to join, they're available. And it was a very small wedding. So a box of 20 was well more than enough. And some people took us up on it and some didn't. And that's okay. We had leftovers to smoke later. Right. And it's very unique to the the, uh, the occasion. I mean, right. That's, that's huge because, it, you know, again, the reason I would buy boxes of cigars with my information on it and send it would be that, I am sending these to my friends so that when they smoke them, they're thinking of me. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I like this guy. Why you got me a right. box of cigars? Um, it, you know, you can also do, you know, cigars aren't the only thing you can have bespoke. I mean, especially right. in the, with the way the gig economy is and the on-demand yeah. where I want what I want, I want it now. Mm-hmm. 
the level of customization and bespokeness that you can achieve on ordinary sure. things is shockingly high. Oh, it's amazing. It, Etsy's whole business model was made off of that, you know, customize all sorts of stuff. And it's cool. I love it. Well, and that's huge because all you're doing is customizing everything to you. And that's, and when, and when you have it, especially like for your home decorations or interior design, I mean, you get to make that house a home. And how do you make mm-hmm. that house a home? You, you're going to put all your tchotchkes in there. Right. And you're going to decorate how you want to decorate it. I mean, I, the, I have not, in my limited research, I won't say this as a blanket statement, okay. but I have not yet found some scotch that you can customize or make your own. I have. And so there, I, I couldn't find anything, in my, but I arguably, it, you know, I only looked for like five minutes. So there's quite a few places in Scotland that you can buy. Um, Not a kit. Your, no, but you can do that. I'm sure you can do a kit. It's like you make your own beer, like Lisa's making It's called wine. New Make Spirit. You can get New Make Spirit, peated or unpeated, and you put it in the still and then dump it in a barrel. But the problem with doing that is that you've got the angel share, so a lot of it evaporates. The amount of new make spirit that you got to buy is just obscene, and they only sell it in smaller size bottles, so it's not really feasible, not truly. Right, because, again, like we've talked about ad nauseum, the problem with 15-year-old scotch is? Yeah, it takes 15 years to make. Right. There, You just can't get around it. So here's the beautiful part. I have found make your own scotch. You buy a cask, and it sits there in Scotland for oh. however long you want it to. I like where this is going. And there's at least 10 different distilleries that offer that. But one in particular is a new distillery, uh, Glasgow Distilling Company. I got Wes, when I went to Scotland, I got Wes a customized bottle that's got his name on it's it. It's phenomenal. It's in my office. And when people ask about me, I yep. say, I know a world-traveling lawyer. Yes. And she picked this out herself. Right. And she picked it out for me, put my name on it, and I display it proudly. Yep. I picked that label, had his name stuck on there. Anyway, that company, because they're still getting started, they haven't hit that three-year mark that's required for Scotch to be called Scotch. So they're trying to still bring in funds. And the way they're doing that is selling casks. They put the new make spirit in there. You can do peated, unpeated. You work on the logo for it, the bottling. I mean, you work on all of this stuff. Every aspect of the scotch bottle. to store it for a minimum of three years. And you can negotiate for longer than that, obviously. That can't be cheap. They're happy to take your money. Yeah, that can't be cheap. And then at the end of three years, you get a barrel full of scotch. Yes. Good Minus news, the angel share. Sure. Good news, everybody. You get a barrel of scotch. I can live with that. It, it, this is like the Hamburglar, okay? <laughs> it's, it, you you got to be old enough to remember who the Hamburglar is. He's That's like, why I'm laughing. Right? I do. Because right. you, you, his, his famous line was, I will gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today. That was not the Hamburglar. That was... Um, the guy in Popeye, Hamburglar was McDonald's. Well, well, well yeah. But we, I know who you're talking you know, about. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. But it's, I will gladly pay Is you. Is that Wimpy? Might be. But, he, wimpy. but the concept, I will gladly pay you tomorrow for that, that hamburger, hamburger today. today. I mean, and that's the problem with scotch is that you're paying now for yeah. something that you, it's going to take three years. And if you want the smooth. Minimum. Right, minimum three years. And this is a, again, this is a conversation 
that you're going to have to have with your whoever else is making the decisions in your oh, yeah. household. This is not a single person decision. Hey, baby, I bought a cask <laughs> of scotch. We won't have it for three years. We'll have it for ten years. You so, did what? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, for instance, using my uh, kids as my daughters as an example, once they turn eight, if I were to buy a cask of scotch and present, yeah. present that to them at their 18th birthday, then I would buy a cask of scotch. Now, who is that gift for? It's for you. Not for them. It's for you. <laughs> Not for them, please. Uh, I think I, you'd take the first I, glass out of that. I would. I would. Happy I, birthday, babies! I mean, now I, go, poor daddy. I, I mean, like girls, this is uh, this is why we do what we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, and that's the thing with scotch is, and, and we've talked about how scotch is made. Again, it just takes some time. The angels share. And there's also a lot of economic concerns. So, what we as America, we have whiskey. We Which have is close, whiskey, but, but it ain't the it's same. It's not the same. So. I did. I did do a little, couple of re, a little bit of research on that one, and there yes. are two companies. One everybody knows. One you may not have heard of that will permit you to buy a barrel Woo-hoo. of whiskey, and I'm then in. just like that, they will they will give you at least. I'll go through Foundry Foundry Distilling Company. Just put it in the Google, and it'll come right up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not a sponsor yet, but we'll plug them anyway. But Foundry Distilling Company, what they will do is it will take three to five years, okay? Three to five years, and they will custom... I mean, they had give you an entire experience right. for this whiskey because it's taking five years. I mean, you get to pick out where, uh, how they mash it. I mean, right. all the flavors that you want it to be. Uh, you literally get to have your hand... And, and the math... And the, the, you know, if you don't know anything about whiskey, where this is kind of a self-selecting process sure. here because if you just discovered whiskey... Rarely are you going to say, I want my own barrel. Okay. I mean, I mean, probably the first time I tried whiskey, I did say I want my own barrel, but that's me. Yeah, you wanted it right then. I tend then. to take it you to extremes. You weren't going to wait five years for it. You uh, wanted it right then. I wanted then. it then. Right. Uh, so, this is, arguably speaking, it is a self-selecting process, but they have, a, they have their master distiller who will walk you through and you get to taste every six months or so. Right. They will do. They will follow your instructions, and they will give you a a taster to see how everything's coming along. Yeah. Because they can manipulate the process, and sure. you know that's that's the beautiful part about this. Talking about being bespoke, you're manipulating a process that's already occurred yeah. to achieve your end result. And they are, I think, they're pretty pricey compared to the other one, but they were sixteen thousand dollars, right, for this experience. Now, I will say they're based out – I Wes sent me a link, and I went to it, and it's just fascinating. Um, they're based out of Iowa, and I used to live in Iowa, so there's a little bit of the hometown love there. Well, can we get a discount? That's really what I – That is the question. <laughs> can we get a discount? Hey, Foundry, hit us up. Yeah, we need a discount. That's really what's going to happen. Now, the other one that has been doing this for a while, and a barrel on average – will produce around 240 bottles. Yep. So figure 240 bottles divided into 16 grand puts you at right around 60 bucks-ish a bottle. Which is not bad if you need 240 bottles. Right. And $60 for a bottle of whiskey tells you where you are. Sure. As far as on the marketplace. Sure. Uh, you know, because they sell them by the quart for 12 and right. you're not going to buy those by the quart. but. Um, the other distillery that does it is Jack Daniels. Everybody's heard of Jack Daniels. And everybody's heard of Jack Daniels. 
Now they'll do the same thing, uh, and they you can do the barrel, you can do a label, and everything else like that. And again, the master distiller over mm-hmm. JD uh, will walk you through the process, and that's only ten grand. What a bargain! But I mean, if arguably speaking, for two hundred and forty, if you're gonna buy, if you've already committed and mentally, right? Mentally, you've already made the choice. I'm gonna spend enough money to have two hundred and forty bottles, right, of whiskey because. Figure bottle of whiskey every three months. Sure. Okay, I think that's a fair statement. That's four bottles a year. Sure. On if that's one person. Right. Okay, so assuming you consume two bottles a year. Right. To get through two hundred and forty bottles. Give us that math. That is going to take twenty years. Sure. Or no, it's going to take seventeen. Sure. It takes seventeen years. Right. So that's on top of the five years it took you to you know, right. distill it and then let it sit. So that we're talking about a 22-year-old project. The only thing that's going to take longer than this is going to be the mortgage on your home. Okay? Right. That's the, I mean, that because of the timeline that we're speaking of, you know, this is one of those things where you and maybe your high school friends go in on. Sure. Which, which they will let you do. And that's also a consideration. Well, um, I mean, back to the cigars that I did for my second wedding. Same thing. Can you imagine someone having their own bottle of their whiskey at their wedding? That'd be pretty sweet. You know? This is truly bespoke. This is, I feel like celebrating. I feel like splashing out. And nobody else on the planet has this. Right. I, it's true, obscene luxury. Yes. How's the uh, how's the cigar going? Cigar's going fine. I still stick by my... It's heavy nicotine. It is mild, but it's... It's, it's smooth. Got a kick to it for me. Yeah, I think it's very smooth. Okay. I just might be. I'm heavier set than Lisa is, so nicotine might, arguably speaking, our physiological differences may apply here for nicotine. That is possible. As with any other drug. Um, as far as the, uh, I would do the Jack Daniels. I, in fact, after researching that, I, I've got my, uh, and not to age myself, I've got a large, many year high school reunion coming up, and mm-hmm. there are about eight of us. And okay. I'm thinking to myself, I think we can chip in ten grand for eight of us. Not a bad idea. Because that's only twelve hundred bucks a piece. Right. And that's not terrible. Now, 12, no. you know, eight divided by two forty. How many bottles you get? It's like uh, I, I, I went. I went to law I school. I can't so math. Six, uh, six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four. So thirty bottles each. That's so thirty bottles is not bad. It's going to take you a while to get through it. Right, and those bottles are mine. You know what I mean? And, yes. and, and you know who else has the other ones, too. I mean, it's one of those uh, group things. So that, I think that's that's bespoke. And that's that's the whole point of the bespoke, is that you and other people with the same ilk. Right. And they have the same idea. We're like, you know what? We can do this. Sure. And you may do it once and be like, you know, I do this again. Right. And say, this is a, I mean, imagine buying whiskey for the rest of your life. Sure. And saying, I don't have to. Right. What kind of whiskey do you want? Oh, I got my own. The very next question that anybody would ask is, oh, what do you mean you got your own? And it, They think you got your own bottle. Oh, I have my bottle of Woodford Reserve right here. Yep, everybody's got that. I've got my own. Mine. And that, I mean, and that, that tickles an ego. That does oh, tick, yeah. It does tickle an ego. It's like having the, uh, I'll use the example that you always see in the movie. It's like having the bar set in the globe. Mm-hmm. When have you seen in the bar set in the globe, and it's been a problem? 
<laughs> okay? That it, when you see someone for their office and they have a globe bar set, you immediately have a image in your head. Yes, you do. Rightly or wrongly, you immediately have an image. It's like a cigar lounge. Sure. There's, you know, you got a cigar store Indian. You know what I mean? You've got all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and so it gives you that image. And the bespoke, are you trying to create an image? Because, again, we've been talking right. about putting a mirror up to yourself. Sure. Hardest thing in the world to do. And bespoke is, is this a reward for something you did well? Right. In a lot of ways, our last couple of episodes were about humility, and bespoke is just, there's not a lot of humility to it's it. It's tough. It would be tough to journal, making a throwback here. You're, it would be tough to journal about me getting a barrel of whiskey. And what I mean, I journal about it. And how, it how, is. Is that, how is that humbling? Yeah. No. Well, I, I, yeah, I mean, that would, it would consider I need to sit down with a bottle. I have to think about it. Sure. It was, I don't know that you could get there. I mean, you might get there through one of the other paths, but love, well, I love myself enough to do this. Great. Humility, I think I think you're out of luck. Bespoke is I wanna I don't want to say opposite, but not and but not and not contrary, but definitely It's not best friends. It's not they're not best friends. I mean they're they're not on the same side of the aisle, as it were. And, no. And that's the idea as far as how, because that's, it's that intangibility. Because right. you're thinking about, okay, why do I want this? Do I want to do this? Like, for instance, my example for buying cigars with my name on it and giving it to my friends. Sure. Right? Is there a little bit of ego in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're promoting if yourself I had e- to others. If I had an ego, sure. that would be placated. Okay? For sure, by me sending a box of cigars to people that I, you know, to everybody that I know, first of all. That's a lot of cigars. That's a lot of yeah. cigars. And I'm gonna, I might get some of those sent back. They'd be like, I don't want these. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, we can't be friends. I, I, I can't. We, we, yeah. we, just, we just can't talk to you anymore. Um, and so that's, well, that's the idea. Like for instance, your cigars with your wedding. You wanted to share the event. It, right. it wasn't necessarily ego in the sense that you were like, hey, look at us. It's no, no, no. Hey, we're celebrating this event. Right. Like a birth of a child. How you? It's a boy. Sure. It's a girl. Those kinds of cigars. That's another classic example. You are celebrating a very life-changing event. Right. Because usually everybody remembers their wedding day. Yeah. Everybody remembers the day they got divorced. And and when they had kids. Yep. Big days. Yep. And so if you can bespoke that with customization, that's huge. I think, and I'd say go ahead and do it. Yeah. Whereas my bespoke, other than the cigars, tends to be more esoterically selfish. I'm doing it for me. I wouldn't necessarily buy a box of cigars and share them with all of my friends. I'd probably give Wes one because I know he smokes cigars and he'd appreciate it. Check in the box, baby. But most of those are just, no, this is mine. I mean, this is, this was mine from the start. This is mine now. This is purely mine. Give me an example of something you've done that with, artistically. Oh, you got to think about it for a minute. I got to think about it for a long right. time. So, like I, I use suits. I'll take the easy example. I use suits uh, as my bespoke. Like if I settle a huge case, sure, I get a, I get a tailored suit. I get, I, and if I could wear one type of suit every day, I would do so. Why? Because I'm. Some people might call me psychotic, but I, I'm just. I like purple. I love purple. I like the deep. Deep purple, not the Jimi Hendrix. The yeah. Jimi Hendrix is pretty good, though. Um, but I, I would wear a purple cufflink shirt 
Mm-hmm. I wear a navy blue suit with pinstripes that may or may not be purple mm-hmm. and brown shoes. And if that was the outfit that I could wear from this day forward for the rest of my life, sure. I, I'd do it. Now, I would be, everybody would be like, you're insane. And I'd be like, well, that's fine, but this is my personality. Right. Because it's, that's who I am. Right. It's part of me, and that's, I know that. I think that's a very good example of what I'm talking about. I can't think of anything that I've done that with off the top of my head. If I was to do my own scotch or my own whiskey, it would probably be that. I would share with my very close friends, but I'm getting it to enjoy at home. Me and my guy, and it's just us and whoever we choose to share it with. It's an the inti- wine is kind of like that. Well, it's whoever an, we want to share with. It's intimacy. That's what you're bringing to the table. Exactly. You're bringing intimacy to the table <coughs> because that is a special event, like a, a, a wedding, very intimate event. Sure. Not everybody gets to go. Right. Birth of a child, very intimate event. Not everybody gets to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, and again. Exclusivity. Exclusivity. So that might be something that we're also, we're nipping at the heels of here as far as right. what's going on. Like, for instance, um, the artwork that I have in my office mm-hmm. is by a artist called Alec Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is a street artist. And he his he's made a lot of money, an awful lot of money, making fun of rich people, and what he does and greed, truly greed, and it, his all of his work is really sarcastic. Although some of it can be motivational, sure. but it's motivational in that uh, tilting at windmills kind of thing. Right. And he will paint uh, Mr. Monopoly mm-hmm. and Richie Rich and very and uh, Gordon Gecko, and he will spray paint these on. Bugattis, Lamborghinis. Oh my God! Um, he's done sides of walls, and these. And he before he got paid for it, this was all graffiti. Right. And this was all graffiti, so it's not exactly. And he covers his face because it is graffiti, and right. that may or may not be illegal in some of the countries that he's doing it in. Kind of a Banksy type. Kind of a Banksy type, except you know who this guy is because he's got a, sure. a huge Instagram following. I follow him. Um, but his uh, artistic talent is that's what he creates mm-hmm. because what he's doing is he is putting these characters in positions that where you look at it and you're like, oh, that's that's what's happening right now. Right. You immediately identify it and you identify with the character and they're bespoke. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he's spray painting. He's taking a $400,000 car. Sure. And spray painting the car. Sure. Okay. The last time... That somebody started a statement, I wanted my car to be spray painted. <laughs> I've never heard those words come out of anybody I know. No. Okay, usually it's somebody, right. expletive, expletive, spray painted my car, expletive, yes. expletive, right? Yes. And then you got to get the insurance company involved and all that jazz. But um, as far as the artwork is concerned, I enjoy that because I, I think that's artistic and I think that it speaks to me. Sure. And so... I pat I patronize the artist. You know what? I I do have bespoke art. I have a friend of mine, Melanie, who is an artist, and she painted it's complete one off. I said, Honey, I want some of your art. I want your style. I want a woman. Other than that, do whatever. <coughs> and she said, Okay. So you and gave an artist. A concept, yes. i.e. the woman, right? Yes. Did you give her any boundaries? 
No. And so, and did you give her any concepts? No. So she went with it. She went with what she knew about me, and she chose exactly the right colors. She's like, give me five artists that you listen to, five albums. So I did. She's like, give me a phrase that applies to your life. I did. And she came up with this entire work. It was exactly the right color. She used all kinds. She used eyeshadow as one of the mediums. And it's like, that's really cool. And she just perfectly nailed me. It looks like me. So did she portray you? She did, but not like you would think. It could be any woman with very long hair. But it was... It was me. It's not self-identifying as, like, exactly. if I saw this picture. It's not a portrait. It's not a portrait, but it's her her concept of you, mm-hmm. based upon the information that you provided. Mm-hmm. And that's where the artistry comes in, because if Lisa would have done that to a different artist, I'm confident they would have come up with a different, 100% different. item. Yeah. And so that would you call that bespoke? I would. I would. Because it's one-off, and it was created for me. And it was my artistic vision in a lot of ways, but my artistic vision consisted of telling her, I love your style, do what you do, and have fun. So you knew the style going in. Yes. I knew Melanie before I asked her to do this. So you were okay with the style, you were just interested to see her interpretation. Yep. And not even of me. Do a woman, but she picked me, and it turned out perfect. I am halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through my. Uh, and I'm done. <laughs> you're done. How did it get to? How for you? How did it get towards the end there? It was consistent throughout. Okay, because I'm, I'm getting... very, very consistent, which is good, and it's exceedingly rare a lot of the time. I'm getting a little rough here. Are you? I'm getting a little more harsh. Okay. Not as smooth. Um, that could be a combination of various different things. Sure. But it's a little rougher mm-hmm. around the edges right now. Okay. So it's not bad. Right. It's just different. Yeah. I think you're maybe getting that kick that I was maybe, talking about. Maybe. And I'm, you know, three quarters away through it. So yeah. That, that Timeline-wise, that feels... Sure. Feels right. Yeah. Feels normal, if there is such a thing. Right. So... And like I said, I'm done. Wes did a good amount of the talking here, and so I smoked and drank, and I'm okay with that. God bless her. That's my turn. <laughs> So that's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And as far as the bespoke items were, again, it's individual to every single person. Mm -hmm. You want to make it. And the other thing is, it's that intangible. So you want to identify those things. And I want to say this is almost a subset of quality of life. Sure. Okay. Because using the suit example, quality of life. Well, that's how most people think of bespoke. Bespoke suits. Correct. Or clothing in general, it's the it gives you that that intangible that feeling, that quality of life. Right. Private flying is bespoke. Sure. I mean, you can truly, if you own your jet, you can tell them what kind of pilot, what you want there. I mean, all of it. I recently read an article about flight attendants that work on private jets, and some of them have had the same clients repeatedly, and so they know. I need to have this particular food, and I need to order it 48 hours in advance and have it on hand and ready to go as soon as they get here. I need to pour them a 
drink this particular one and here's how they like it. And they have all this stuff memorized for each of the clients. How awesome is that? Uh, that's the life, man. That huh? That's as good as it gets. It feels like James Bond. Really? I mean, it, that's if you're going to pick an icon, I think of Bespoke. I yeah, kind of. I would, I would argue that James Bond is the sure. Bespoke icon. Yeah. Because everything's made for him. Right. Unique. All his little gadgets and toys, all, those are literally made for him. Just for him. And he always has a martini waiting for him. Every, exactly every how he likes it. Right. So, I mean, that's um, and the people and their clients. And what was the point of the article, though? How did the... The point of the article was mainly about how being a flight attendant for those private jets and those super exclusive clients is very, very vastly different than being a flight attendant on whatever airline that everybody's flying on. They have different problems. Oh, yeah. And I think that's probably a better thing because right now flying, talk about bespoke, right? Flying right now, it's a, you're a greyhound in the sky. Yep. Everybody can go. Yep. I mean, I, when I fly, I have a jacket on, no tie, depending. Um, because if I'm flying to a port out sure. west, I might be <laughs> I might be getting off the plane and going right, right in the court. So yep. there is a difference there. Uh, but as far as a private jet, I mean, that's I can imagine that their, their problems and their logistics are much different than the sure. us commoners who have to fly commercial. Well, they're going to have anything they want to drink on there, and they're going to know exactly what they want to drink. Whereas when I get on a United plane, they're going to have what they offer, and those are my choices. You and get I may what find you get. something I like, I probably will, but it's not necessarily my choice. You Here's your list of things you can like. Yep, here is your menu. Correct. And you get to like what you like, and if you don't like it, that's too bad. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to you. We're not making any stops. Right. That's huge. That's very important. Well, uh, thank you so much again for listening to the Finer Things podcast. My name is Wes. I'm Lisa. Yeah, how, how do we find you, Lisa? Uh, Intricate Girl on Instagram. At Jet Set Lawyer. And again, we are podcasting live from the Members Only Lounge here at the Cigar Lodge in beautiful... Akron, Ohio. So before we take off, what's a good thing oh, yes. that happened to good, you this week? Good thing today is I have survived a massive roller coaster of emotions. Uh, <laughs> my again, it's you know I don't want to be too work or legal related here, but I have had a massive good, bad, ugly. We laughed, we All cried, we about. almost died that kind of day, <laughs> and I'm here. And you, you made it. Right, I made it. And you take a step back, and then you realize what happened in the day, and they're like, holy moly. And you get to do it all right, over again tomorrow. Right, and then you go, oh, my God, i do it tomorrow. So, <laughs> yeah. So, well, one good thing is I survived, and I'm take, I'm punching that ticket. I'm Sometimes punching, that's all you get. That's all you get, and that's okay. How about you, Lisa? Um, Actually, so this is a big announcement, and I haven't told Wes yet. I kind of hinted at it. Me and my guy are going to Scotland this summer. Holla! So we're going to have a repeat of Scotland. Let me know what you want to know before I go so that I can get over there and give you all the deets. I already have a list right I'm here. I'm sure you do. I'm handing her with all the things that I, at least I want. I mean, I just want to know how much we can smuggle in. <laughs> Think about it. It's 2019 and we're trying to smuggle scotch. In luggage. It's, that's phenomenal. It's you know, phenomenal. if you pay the taxes, the customs, 
there's not really a limit. That's funny. So that, those are the good things we're having. Again, we were podcasting live from the Members Only Lounge here at the Cigar Lodge in still beautiful Akron, Ohio. Check us out on our Patreon account. We certainly appreciate your donation. It's patreon.com slash finer things. Check us out there. And again, ask, rate, review wherever you find podcasts. And we appreciate it. Five stars. It. Five? Five stars. Reach us out on the social media. And thanks again. And until next time. All right. Bye, guys.